From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 401. Today's show is brought to you by Bombus, Indeed, Clean My Mac X, and Iodine. My name is Mike, and I am joined by Federico. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. I Hello, think I Mike. forgot my ah. surname for a second there. I- <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Mike. Your na- look, it's fine. Your name I'm is Mike. Mike. And that's I'm all we Mike. need. That's all we need to know about. Yeah. Um, we are also joined from a man who used to be in Tennessee, is now in California. His name is Steven. Welcome to the show, Steven. Also, no last name no for last you. No last name. <laughs> Hello, Federico. Hello, Mike. Uh, greetings from sunny San Jose. I'm in San Jose, too. Uh, yeah, but it's not sunny where you are. That doesn't make any sense. You're inside. Quick, quick question for you. Quick question for you. Give us one fun fact about California. I have gotten five COVID notif- exposure notifications since landing. <laughs> Fun fact. Thank you. That's <laughs> we don't have that system in my state. And so I landed and my phone was like, hey, bud, you want to turn this on? And I said, yes, please. And boys, it's stressful. Do you, do you now wish you hadn't? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, should we address the weird fish in the room? There's a huge update. To 512pixels.net slash does Mike have COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we did this? Do you remember this and why we did this? Like this this webpage. Oh, because you had a cold. Yeah, because you felt bad and you you tested negative and we all thought you had COVID. Turns out. Wasn't it the episode where I sprayed the thing in my nose? Yeah. Yeah, you put it, you, you, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you, you, yeah. Yeah, we convinced you. Well, I've been doing a lot of spraying because what you'll find out is, yes, Mike has really big COVID, serious COVID. Uh, I tested positive upon arrival in San Jose, which is awesome for everyone except me. Uh, I've been stuck in my hotel room. I very much have COVID. I am not in a good uh, physical space right now, but here I am. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I mean, it's been a it's been a really really tough couple of days, uh, more emotionally than physically. Uh, but this is where I am in my life. But hey, look look you know look at it this way. Yeah. Next year or in two years, three years, like in the future, you look back on this and it'll be a story. So I've been thinking that about you can this a tell. lot. This is a great story. This is one of the all time stories. Right? Yes. I am yes. aware of this, and I know I'm living in it right now. Right. Yes. Right now, it's not and so it good. It sucks now. No, I know it sucks now. But but these these moments, yes. these moments, you got you gotta withstand what's going on right now. You gotta be strong, hold strong. Yeah. It'll pass, and then it'll become a story, and then you'll be the guy, the guy. that other people will say, "Hey, you know, I know a guy yeah. who actually flew to California." And just like that's a perfect story. But I'm sorry, right now. Yeah, it's bad right now. Great story. Like, Because we're always going to talk about it, right? In like five years' time, we'll be like, oh, do you remember the first WWDC when I got co-? <laughs> Like, I'm aware of this. And like, you know, it, I've got the story. The story I would prefer to have is, do you remember that time when I went to Apple Park and then went to the Steve Jobs Theater and saw them? Like, I would prefer that story, mm-hmm. like right now. But maybe in a few years' time, you know, this will be a fun, this will be a fun story. But right now... Uh, well, it's always going to be a fun story for other people, including right now, you know. Uh, but for me, it's not so much. 
It's not so much fun. I mean, I had uh, I'd gone to bed because you flew out the day before me and I'd gone to bed. You texted me overnight and I woke up early because my flight was at like 7 a.m. And yeah, the first thing on my phone was a text message from you with just a photo. I won't say what the text message said, but <laughs> I mean, you could say it, but it's editing. Work it was you, upsetting. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> it's a lot of bad words. Mary was kind of like halfway awake. She was driving me to the airport. And then I said some things out loud. She's like, wait, what happened? And I told her. And it, yeah, it's it's so heartbreaking. I did wave at you from across a courtyard. Yep. Stephen was going to throw a tub of sour cream at me. I just want everyone to know that he was he was threatening to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you needed some. Y'all, I think some other people got new groceries and you were like, oh, mm-hmm. can you get me some sour cream when you go? And I thought about like rolling it across the courtyard. But yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. And I really wanted to um, this to be your first year since this you know, this new format, but there is always next year. And, um, everyone, I will say, I mean, who knows at this point, you know what I mean? Like who knows what's going to happen? I will say every single person who has stopped me, like at Apple park or around every single person is like, please tell Mike, I'm so sorry. And so a lot of people, uh, feel bad. And, um, I hope you feel better soon. I know you've got to work out like <laughs> when to go home, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Y- you may like, just live in California for a bit. I, well, I'm supposed to be here until Monday. We weren't leaving until Monday, but now I don't know. Um, it's all, it's all very complicated. There's like what is legal and what is right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think legally I can just get on a plane. You don't have to test to go back to the UK, yeah, but you shouldn't do but that. Like, <laughs> exactly right so like plus i could i i don't think i could do that right now mm-hmm. like, oh this is a very fascinating ethical question it is though. right like if if something is right for you should it also be legal in a broader sense of like you as a person in society we can't get into that today <laughs> we're too busy <laughs> <laughs> no no let's push everything to the side and dig into yeah. this a little bit you know <laughs> uh, i will say as well like again for connected listeners to passionate ones because you mentioned it Stephen, like it has been absolutely overwhelming the the reaction that I've been getting. Um, you know, I was a little bit nervous to post that tweet, right? Like there is and there is a non amount of shame with coronavirus, right? You when you get it, you're like, oh man, I done messed up, right? Um, and it feels it feels weird, but it has been the the amount of tweets that I've gotten from listeners who understand why this is so emotionally devastating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, it's been quite an emotional couple of days for that too. So thank you to everybody. That's been so nice to me. So let's, let's move on. Uh, we have yeah. some, some follow up from Wikipedia editor, Jason, uh, and I'm going to read this because it is amazing. In 2019, the connected host had a remarkably successful year with perfect scores all around in the main game, which I had forgotten. I forgot that we all went three for three. Yeah, that was when we had to institute the incredibly complicated system of coin flipping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to do the three-way coin flip off, which is where we found out Jason can't flip. Yes. However, Stephen was forced to buy a round of Dreeks due to his incorrect, not graded, but actually kind of graded picks, which was like the old version of the Flexies. Those... Picks were new modern features for mail and iCloud photo sharing for families. Jason goes on. Well, I'm happy to say that Stephen has now been vindicated after 1,097 days. <laughs> Both of his incorrect picks have come true. This is amazing. As a result, the 2019 WWDC game is the first to have all of its picks conclusively answered. Wow. 
That's wild. Perfect. I can't game. believe that has ever happened, right? Like, I, I know, obviously, it's happened, but that seems such a weird thing to me that we ever have gotten to a place where every pick could come true, especially with some of the stuff we pick these days. Yeah. So I thought that was amazing. Jason, thank you for pointing that out. That, it, that has made my day. Wow. That's so cool. Congratulations. Did you ever buy those drinks? I don't think you did. Probably not. No, I don't think you did. I don't remember that happening. I think that was why we turned it into charity because you wouldn't buy us alcohol. Maybe, maybe. How did I get? How did I get the risky pick? <laughs> Apple will. I'm looking at this 2019 prediction. Apple will bring back some kind of app list or launcher UI element on iPad. Uh, why did I get this app point? library? Was that 19? No, it wasn't in 19. Hmm. Who knows? Why did I get this point? <laughs> Don't question it too much. I'm sure that I begged for it. I mean, knowing me. Yeah, we were uh, not as stringent then, right? Mm-hmm. With the way that we grade. So we we let, we were letting things fly left, right, and center. Oh, okay. As Jason said, that was when you threatened to call the police. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That episode was oh, wild. Yeah, I actually dial. I actually dialed nine one one on my phone in front. And of I you had guys. to take your phone I... away from you, which upset people. We had a couple of listeners mm-hmm. that were upset that I took your phone away from you because, like, for some reason, they think I shouldn't do that. But what people need to understand is we were doing a live show, and Federico was actually calling the police, which is a crime. So, <laughs> you know, I don't really know what people want from me. Yeah. What was it? The 20, so 2019, there was a iOS 12? Who knows? Huh. Should we just um, move on, though? We should move on. Yes. So <laughs> a collection of WBDC follow out. Uh, there's a bunch of shows on Relay and in the Mac Stories Extended Universe uh, being recorded this week. So far, there's an MPU up that David and I did yesterday live from Apple Park's, like, podcast setup which is really cool uh there's an upgrade episode 410 federico you and john did a re, uh app stories episode 277 your response to the keynote you guys have another one coming uh yeah. that i don't know if you want to tell people they about. go every day man app stories is like yeah. daily yeah WWE. daily daily stories i found the ventura wallpapers yes. so those are up over on 512 pixels if you want some of that uh tasty new tasty new wallpaper Oh, you know why I got the point, though? Here we go. <laughs> He's been doing this the whole time. He hasn't been listening to anything. <laughs> no, I listened. I listened to all of that. I got the point because they did the window, the new window picker for multitasking in uh, iPadOS 13 expose. They did expose for Windows, and I and I convinced you guys that that was worth considering a new app launcher. For iPad, I don't think I'd agree with that now. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Uh, well, would we? We wouldn't. No, I still agree. But it's in the past, mm. you know. It's in the past. It's in the past. Maybe if you threaten to call the police, we still would, you know. Mm. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. So, Stephen, did you have a nice experience yesterday? I really did. So good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was great. Um, <laughs> five out of five. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, gold star, Tim Cook. No, it was really cool. So. The um, a lot of developers, way more people here than I thought there would be. And the media group was like pretty much who you would expect to see. It felt like a pretty normal sized media group. It's always funny because it's like us and then like the guys from The Verge who are like a little more real than we are. And then there's like, I was next to like an Associated Press photographer at one point. It's like, what is he doing here? Yeah, um, 
But uh, yeah, so we went uh, into Apple Park, like through the gate and where I'm sure everyone's seen photos by now, but the stage was outside of the ring and the crowd was kind of sitting and like we were pretty far back. We were in the shade um, where Cafe Max is at Apple Park, the full height glass doors open up, which like are, the scale of this building is so hard to explain, like it's like seeing the curvature of the earth almost like it never ends. It's so huge. And so the seating was back into cafe max and the media section was a couple floors up overlooking uh, cafe max, but no one actually went to the inside part of the ring. And now that I've seen it, I understand why it was never going to work in there. That is really heavily wooded. There are tons of trees and plants and like, picnic tables and stuff all inside that area. I think the clear spot where the rainbow stage is, is not nearly as big as I thought it was. And so, um, I think they found a way to let people into Apple park, but not like all the way through the building, but it was, it really was just amazing to see it. I mean, the architecture and the, the landscaping, like I sent my wife a bunch of photos. She is a really big, like state and national park fan. Like she loves nature and, plants and landscaping and stuff. I sent her a ton of photos. Like uh, I was, I was telling Marco, he and I were walking together and I was like, if you just sat us down here, like you would never know that you were at the headquarters for like the world's most like valuable corporation. Cause it's just like a beautiful place to be. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we watched the keynote and the screen was amazing. The sound was amazing. We were pretty far back. We could still see really well. I could hear the audio was incredible. And then after the keynote, we, the media were, uh, we were escorted up the hill to Steve Jobs Theater, which again is outside of the ring. It's actually kind of far away from the building. And we got hands-on time with the MacBook Air. And that, the, the, the Steve Jobs Theater, like the photos do not do it justice. It is this glass building with this, this roof. There are no visible supports and there's been a lot of writing about the construction of this building and like how all the conduit and electrical and stuff is like in the seams between the glass, but it seems like an impossible feat. Now we didn't get to go downstairs. It was all on the ground level, but it really was beautiful. It was really a treat. I didn't, none of us knew we were going to get to do that. And, yeah. uh, it was cool to be in there. The new MacBook air is really impressive. Maybe we can talk about that later, but the whole experience was just amazing on apple park and then you have this whole thing across the street the developer center which i've been in a couple times now and it's built for apple to interface with developers throughout the year and yeah. I, I don't know if even they know exactly what that will look like it feels like a building built for a world without covid a little bit honestly but they have multiple rooms set up with labs with imax where you can bring a developer and a designer in to work on something they've got workshopping rooms and then down the center of the building, they have what they call back a house, which is what they call it in the Apple store, where Apple employees can like move in between the workshop rooms huh. from behind them. And they can manage the, the IT and the AV in each of the rooms from like the central corridor. Really impressive. And I think that we are seeing Apple move to a position where they want to be in more constant contact with developers and, and be um, just more communicative throughout the year and uh, that's only a good thing i think and like talking to underscore about it and they're going to talk about this on uh, the under the radar that will come out he's really excited about it and really impressed that the money apple has spent doing this and i think that we will 
see the benefits of that moving forward. Yeah, I really want to see that place too. I would say the thing I was most jealous about uh, yesterday was was you going into the Steedress Theater. That place just looks so awesome. It just yeah. looks so awesome. You know, plus we have like a conception of it. Like th- everything else, it's like it looked really nice, but like I don't really, I haven't seen it enough. Like I don't understand mm-hmm. it, you know, like Cafe Max and stuff. But like the Steedress Theater, it's like, oh, we see it all the time. Like the presentation's done from there, you know. It looked really cool. It looked really, really awesome. Yeah, it, it was. And, uh, and yeah, I mean that's kind of been what we've uh, what we've been up to. Mm. You know, it's only a day, really. I mean, it was yesterday, June sixth. That was the majority of it. There's a couple of things today, and depending on like briefings and stuff. But uh, all in all, I think the the experience was really great. And I think a lot of people, I think especially developers who were here, like it's a big deal to be here, right? And I yeah. think, I mean, my educated guess is that this is what WBC is going to be that there will be a, a small percentage of people that can come through the lottery and there'll be media and then the rest will be virtual. Like, I think this is the template moving forward because it's the best of both worlds mm-hmm. and it lets Apple do it on its own terms, right? They can still do all the videos in advance. They're not taking a thousand employees or 2000 employees to San Jose. They can do it all just on campus. I would expect that this is the template from here on out. All right, enough with the nice things. Now say one bad thing. Yeah, say a bad thing. Say a bad thing. One, say a bad thing. One bad thing about it. Come, Come on. on. There must be Come one. On. It's too nice. Just even a small thing. Anything. Come on. Okay. So the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The paper towels in the bathroom. <laughs> paper towels in the bathroom, really bad. Oh. Like they, they tore when you try taking them out of the dispenser. Huh. And like they just didn't feel good. I'm sure they were like eco-friendly or whatever. I was going to say, you know what that is. That's the, that's the environmental nonsense, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but mm. yeah, <laughs> the bathroom itself, pretty sweet. Paper towels, big thumbs down. I mean, I'm surprised they're not using like a air dryer thing. Surely that's even better I think that spreads right? germs or something. I don't know. Don't quote me. Uh, hey, look, take it from me. Everything spreads germs, you know? That's right. Take it from me, okay? Germs, they're finding their way, you know? Germs find a way. Big COVID boy. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Bombas. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. They design their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a cozy feel. There's a pair of Bombas socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles made with sweat sweat wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. And their no-show socks are designed for comfort while being especially engineered to never never fall down. You know that thing where like your socks ooch down in your shoe? You're not going to get those. Let your ankles be free to soak up the sunlight. Bombas t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. Their underwear is breathable, fits well, and has a barely there feel. Do you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy, which I just, I love. So far, get this, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. So go to bombas.com slash connected to get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash connected for 20% off. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show and Relay FM. I have some quiz questions for you. Oh, 
Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you see, oh, you think no. you think. Oh, he's sick. He's not going to do anything. Well, you're no, wrong. we're never. You're never safe. We're never. Not even when you're sick. Come on, man. You're, you're never sick. safe from me. You're, you're sick. Never, like this is the bonus COVID round of the connected quiz. Uh, th- th- this is just something you made up. It was never. It was never meant to have a bonus. Federico, so I've I've made all of this up. You know, everything I'm doing is made up. You know, I, but I have a, I have a, I have a three quiz questions for you today, and they'll focus on the WWDC keynote, which I'm expecting you've both seen by now. What color was John Turnus's Apple Watch, Federico? I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> I have no idea, man. God. The, the, the Apple Watch <laughs> or the band? His Apple Watch, the actual watch itself. The, the device. I think that they matched, but I want to. Yeah, the device itself. I. I didn't pay attention. Of course oh, you didn't. Oh, do you think I picked the things that you would be paying attention to? <laughs> That's too easy. You said that we're matching. Because what I wanted to do was ask you what color was John Turnus's t-shirt, but that was too easy because he only ever wears one color of t-shirt. I don't even know the names of Apple Watch colors. Hold yeah, on. but I, no, I just Watch. want the like, you tell me what the color is, you know? You, you can give me the Apple product name or the actual color closest to that product name. I'll accept no, both. No, I actually need to remember which colors it comes in. Uh, Hold on. I'm looking at... Like, a, is there a dark gray one? I don't know. I don't know. Steven, do you have a guess while Federico's doing whatever he's doing? You know, I feel like John Turnus and I, we're kind of... Oh, there's a bunch of colors. Oh, my God. Like, we kind of have similar interests. I'm going to say he was wearing a titanium Apple Watch. Okay. Federico, I'm going to come to you for an answer now, please. W- which one is titanium? Uh, I'm going to go with titanium as well. You were correct. He was wearing a blue one, which was a surprise to me. That's why I picked this. I was just surprised he was wearing a blue Apple Watch, but he's wearing a blue Apple Watch. Question number two. iOS was the longest segment of the keynote. Which OS was the second longest? Stephen, I'll ask you first, because Federico was supposed to answer the first one first, but he didn't. iPad OS. Okay. Uh, Federico, which... Uh, second longest? Second longest. Se- second longest? Yeah. Uh, iPad OS. TV. TV OS is negative. iPad OS, you're both wrong. It was Mac OS. Mac OS took 19 minutes and 20 seconds of the keynote. iPad OS is 15 minutes 25. Jeez. Right? Surprising, huh? In Mac OS, they spoke about a lot of stuff that came to iOS, uh, iPad OS, right? Like stage manager and stuff was all in the Mac OS segment. Last question. You both have to text your answers to me. Name two of the new watch faces. Oh, boy. If So I'm asking te- for two. Text them to you? You have to text me the answers. There were, the Apple are calling three watch faces new. I want the names of those new ones. I want two of them, uh, but I will give a point to the person who gets the most correct. So if one of you only gets one of them right, right because so far you both scored nothing. So I kind of want someone to have a point at least today. Okay, I'm typing. I texted them to you. I don't know, though. Okay, so they're two that you've given me, Federico, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Steven wins. So, Federico, you sent to me Metropolitan and Gradient. Apple, on their website, don't have Gradient listed um, as one of the new ones. Uh, but Steven sent to me Lunar Calendar, Playtime, and Metropolitan. Playtime and Metropolitan are two of the ones listed. Um, I don't know if Lunar Calendar is the name of that one. Um, that's like one of the refresh ones. But Stephen got two. No, Lunar's new. No, no, no. Astronomy is redone. Hey, 
I'm going. You go to Apple's website. You go to Apple's website. That's what I said. Go to no, Apple's no, website. No, dude. Listen, I'm going to read to you. Yeah, you tell me. Did I make up a gradient watch face? No, it's been around, did I think. I, did I they have had this? it for a while. They changed it up. I think. Watch OS 9 uh, introduces four new faces. Lunar, Playtime, Metropolitan, and Astronomy. Well, I mean, I believe you, but when I went to the website today, it was three. But it doesn't matter anyway. I'm reading the press release. Oh, but, I, but I'm not looking at the press release. So I went to Apple's watch page, the watchOS page, right? You go down and it says, new watch faces to help you face the day. Introducing Metropolitan, blah, 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 Playtime, blah, 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 and Astronomy. So they only have three. So they don't and list then they Lunar. Have, oh, they have more. They have Lunar is like a separate thing. You're right. Uh, I wasn't paying enough attention. However, that you still get the point. Stephen got the point because he named the most correct. I feel like I get three points. No, you get one point. Okay. Uh, and now this has done something that has not been done so far. Stephen is now in the lead with 12 Woo! points to Federico's 11 points. We're finally not oh, tied. <laughs> finally, the tie has been broken. Stephen is currently leading until the next time on the Connected Quiz. Who knows when it could be? I did not expect that today. Enjoy, enjoy, this, enjoy this while it lasts, man. I'm, I'm giving it to you. Out of compassion. I love this. I love this energy. This is the energy I'm looking for. But now it's time to read the... I can't do that. It's time to read the rules. No, do it. I can't. No, I I actually can't get it out of me is the problem. I have Mm. limited capacity (laughs) right now. One of you two need to say it instead. Federico, you got to do it because I got to read them. It's time to read the rules. Oh, wow. That was great. That was amazing. That was excited. The Rickies is a game. I loved con- it. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the Rickies is a game connected hosts play before Apple keynotes and the beginning of a new year, trying to predict future events. It is made up of three rounds. Each host makes two regular picks followed by a risky pick. There are two types of Rickies, annual Rickies, a.k.a. the Annies, and keynote Rickies. The winner of the annual Rickies is named the annual chairman. That's not what we're playing today. The Keynote Rookies winner is named the Keynote Chairman and retains the rights to the corresponding Twitter account until the next Keynote is held. After the Rookies, the hosts play a game called the Flexies. These two games are separate but related. Please stand for the reading of the rules. This is a complicated... Oh, here we go. Oh, Can you stand? Yep. I'm, well, I'm up now, you know? It's probably for the best... Correct regular picks are awarded one point. The language used for regular picks must be finalized and agreed upon during recording, and no partial points may be awarded. Correct risky picks are worth two points, but wrong ones will cause a point to be deducted from that host's total. Picks must have been approved as risky by the two other hosts before the start of the game. Picks made for keynote rookies cannot be reused by the host who made them for the next keynote. The annual rookies have their own subset of rules. Once a host chooses something as an annual pick, they cannot reuse it in that calendar year. Additionally, picks may not be used in back-to-back annual rookies by the same host. All hosts are allowed to reuse picks previously made by others. Scoring is complete during recording and cannot be modified once an episode is complete. In the event of a tie, dice by pcalc must be used in Relay FM mode to pick a winner. Jason Snell has a lifetime ban of flipping any coins in relation to the Rickies. Coin flips by Jason on other podcasts are allowed, but are frowned upon and subject to public shaming. 
For keynote rookies, the scoring window starts when the event begins and closes when the picks are scored. Any information used in scoring must be publicly verifiable at the time of recording. The order of picks is set by previous performance. The winner of the previous associated game goes first. The previous loser goes last. Winners will be recognized during the closing ceremonies. As a reminder, I am the current annual chairman and Federico is the current keynote chairman. Past results can be seen at rickies.co and rickies.net. Those links are in the show notes. These sites also have a page about about managing your own scorekeeping at home. Please be seated. Federico, you got to go first, so uh, why don't you kick off round one? So in round one, I said the next version of iOS brings changes to notifications. Yeah, big time. There's no be- there's no bell. I didn't pack one. <laughs> Ding! What? Oh, come on! I didn't think about it. This is so sad. Is there not an app what? for that? Just... Yeah, but then I gotta like run the sound in. Do you mean put them? In- I'll just do them with my mouth. Okay. Be mouth bells. Shouldn't put bells in your mouth. This is so anticlimactic, man. I'm sorry. Uh, do you know what? Hey, hey, Federico. Yes. I bet if I bet if David needed a bell, he'd have brought a bell. You know. If Mac Power users needed a bell, oh, we'd have, you wouldn't move for bells. It'd be tripping yeah, over bells. What about the whole church, not just a bell? You know, if we needed one for Mac Power users, Apple probably could have just provided one to us because we were there. Oh my God, you hear this? <laughs> you hear how he treats us now? Oh. I have coronavirus, you know? <laughs> I shouldn't be treated like this. Wow. Your, your business partner yeah. is on his deathbed. No, all, right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I am still sick, okay? Let's not talk about that. I'm well, on a, a, bit, a, I'm on a sickness exaggeration. bed. Okay, yeah, we're, we're supposed to make him feel bad, okay? All right, all right, all right. I'm on my deathbed. I shouldn't say this. I feel like this is really bad luck <laughs> to say that. I am sick, though, you know? I don't think I should be bullied. This is cyberbullying. Tell us about notification changes, Federico. Federico, call the police. <laughs> Hey Siri (laughs) No No (laughs) No 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 Um, So Notifications The changes are interesting For a couple of reasons There's the design change So from a visual perspective On the new lock screen those notifications are now uh, anchored um, at the bottom of the display. The idea being that they have this new customizable lock screen uh, where you can change the wallpaper and integrate uh, widgets. They call them widgets, but I think it's kind of weird that they're calling them widgets because they're really complications and they're based on the same technology. They're not widgets at all, are they? They're not widgets at all. It's weird for, for two reasons. They really are complications and they're based on the same technology of complications from the watch. And you still have the actual widgets on the page to the left of the lock screen. So it's like you have widgets and you have widgets. Like everything (laughs) is called a widget. Okay, but sure, whatever. Like what is it? What even is a widget, man? I know, I know. There's deep questions, deep questions. Um, So especially now we've got those like special notifications, right? That look like widgets, but they're not widgets. I'm excited about that. And that's that's the second thing. So those are called, so regular notifications, they stay to the bottom of the screen. You can actually swipe them down and you we'll see the minimized uh, UI for notifications. It's a it's a badge, basically. Looks nice. And notification center, you can still swipe up and it's unchanged. But then there's the live activities. So these live activities are spe- like rich notifications that look like widgets, but they're not widgets. They really look like widgets though, but they are real time. 
That's the big difference. So these live activities, they are not available now. Uh, they, the API will be available later this year, so this will not be available at launch, for sure, right. for iOS 16. Uh, they pitch this as a way for companies like, you know, for, for sports apps, for example, for mm-hmm. news apps or for food ordering apps. They used uh, Uber, Uber as an option Lyft. and like, that's so good, right? That it would just, rather than getting six notifications for every Uber drive... Exactly. I did, I did think about the Uber one. You get the one thing. You know, in the Uber app, sometimes the car like spins in circles on the street. <laughs> yeah. I think that'll be there in the widget. <laughs> the widget just like flips around a few times. Yeah, like, Where know? is it going? Don't go that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. So instead of multiple alerts, you get the one notification that updates in real time. Uh, Nike is also an example. And I believe Apple is actually using uh, the live activities framework already in at least in two places. Um, the now playing controls for music and audio, those are live activity now. And I also believe that the timer, timer on the lock screen oh. is now a live activity at the bottom of the you know, the bottom of the of the lock screen with right, a special UI for pop the play pause though, right? Like no one else is gonna get that. Yeah. Yeah, right. they get the, the special thing. Uh, and, and same with the timer. I believe there's a pause and cancel uh, button. So, yeah. Uh, the, and then we have, I mean, there's changes to focus modes, but those are not really about notifications. So for notifications, we have the new placement, uh, the new minimized mode when you swipe them to the bottom of the screen, and these special notifications called live activities that are coming later this year. Um these were not graded in my pick. I did cover maybe a new design and maybe new management features. I was, we did get them. I mean, technically, you know, uh, minimizing notifications is a management feature, but I was thinking about more on the lines of like organizing your mm-hmm. notifications, yeah. which is not something we got at all. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about focus modes? I don't think we're going to talk about it otherwise. I don't think it's in anybody else's picks. Um, but it's pretty mm. cool, right? That they they have actually iterated on a thing they introduced last year. Like surprise, they unusual. Did yeah, uh, but it's good. Yeah. For, good additions, yeah. though, right? Like it, what it feels like is what's shipped last year was very much like halfway towards the final product. Because mm. just like the 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 screen now in where you create focus modes just looked like it's had a bit more polish. That screen always looked a bit janky in the sentence. Like it just didn't look right to me. Now it looks nicer. It's got more iconography and stuff. And they added the main thing I wanted where you can opt out stuff rather than needing to opt everything in. Yeah, so that's good. That's cool. And they tied in the new lock screen stuff to it too. So you can have lock screens and home screens. I think it's really good. I'm happy because I like focus modes and I'm really excited about that API. What is it called? Like focus something API? The focus one with- filters. Focus filters. That is amazing. That is like... I yeah. really hope we see a lot of developers integrate that because that is like really good. Like, uh, 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 yeah, it'd be sweet to turn off my email, my work email over the weekend. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Like, seriously, that's such a good idea because it 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 helps force it more for you. And like, because this is the th- where we are these days. You can't just turn off your email app, right? For mm-hmm. most people, because then you're not going to get any personal email either. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen if there's I haven't really looked into the sessions yet I was planning on doing that today um, I hope that there is a session about that about the focus sec- uh, activities thing or whatever it's called I've forgotten it already uh, because I want to learn more about that that looks awesome 
One thing I also want to just insert here because this feature falls into this category. Quite a few things announced coming later this year or, or later in a later update. Mm. You know, I think we, we've talked about this over the last maybe three or four years, things that have been announced and have slipped to point one, point two, point three. And it finally feels mm-hmm. like this year Apple is kind of acknowledging that. It's like, yeah, this stuff will be available later and just setting that expectation. You know, I'm curious how that how that plays out in the future. Like, is that just a thing because of the time we're in and, and Apple still work from home partially and there's been a lot of back and forth with that within the company? Or are we just settling into a future where, yeah, not all this stuff is available in the fall? Or it just rolls out like between September and December kind of thing, right? Like little bits and bobs. But also like, I mean, I don't know, like late, it's all later this year, right? Like everything they announced comes later this year. I mean, yes, but I mean, but them saying it means it's not in the point oh, right? Is that what you think? Because yeah. it felt like they said it so much. It kind yeah. of felt like no, everything they're, they're, was they're, good. <laughs> more than once the actual phrase was like coming in a later update. So Okay, cool. Um, right, okay. But yeah, I'm, I am very excited about these lock screen and notification changes. The live activities like, because uh, you know, I follow several sports teams, right? You just get so yeah. many notifications and you can't put them in the summary because you don't know what's going on in the game but then you're just your phone's blowing up all the time like it's going to be so fantastic just have like a little widget at the bottom of my screen i can see what's going on and going on in the big game keep your eye on the big game if you want for the big game uh just mm-hmm. on that lock screen thing not on the ipad yeah why why, why did they do nope. this why <laughs> you cut so all the lock screen customization not, stuff well, we should clarify the customization customization is not on the ipad yeah well that's that's what we all wanted though. like mm-hmm. that's the the big the big feature i mean it's it's like uh, ios 14 all over again when when they did widgets on the home screen but not on the ipad and so everybody for the following year was like oh i'm sure they're bringing widgets to the home screen in ipad os 15 yeah. and they did we already have our first ios 17 wishlist feature we've already yep. got it it's yep. only been a day and we got it already do, do you guys think it's ridiculous that these numbers are getting so huge like yes. ios 17 i don't know it's it sounds weird I don't yeah know. i i'm on the jason snow train and he just said we should just name everything after the year now like this should just be ios yeah, 22 probably because like, the numbers probably. are getting so high like it just kind of yeah. starts to sound ridiculous like we sh- everything should just be named with the year that it came out uh-huh i agree because even i mean even if you thought well they should just use names or everything like most people like can't keep up with the mac os release names <laughs> i forget them i know the most recent one and even that i forget yeah, sometimes it's, it's hard to genuinely keep up. what are we on now is it monterey yes no yes now it's monterey but the yeah. new one is ventura ventura, ventura i'm not gonna forget i love that ventura. name Ventura. 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 That's a nice name, Ventura. Yeah. Yep. Ventura. Yes. My pick, third-party widgets gain interactivity. Wow, wow. That's good. That's a good sound. I am not surprised about this. I didn't think it was going to happen. I uh, got shot really? down by somebody we know who makes widgets for a living, <laughs> basically explaining how they work. He's like, yeah, you're not going to get that. I was like, oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. You should have spoke to the Smith of Widget. You know, I guess so. Before. Yeah. But why though? Like, shouldn't they exist? Like, I yeah. get it. Technically speaking, that framework does not allow for interactive widgets, but they should exist. Like, I don't care which mm-hmm. framework you use. I still think they should exist. And it's silly that they don't. It's, it's, for me, it is the 
consistent insistence on the phrase glanceable. They said glanceable about yeah. a thousand times yesterday. Look, I don't want to glance at anything. Like, I'm going to glance at the lock screen. Yes. They want you to be glancing. I don't want to be glancing. Well, I mean, especially, I mean, it's so obvious that they're doing the always on display, right? Like, I know that people started finding code to it. But, like, you see that lock screen, so I'm like, why would I need all this stuff on my lock screen? Like, most of the time, I'm unlocking my phone and I see my lock screen. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need complications on my iPhone's lock screen unless they're always visible. And and it's such a tell that even yeah. from a, from a visual standpoint, those complications, uh, like the font style, the way that it's rendered, yeah. it's already like semi dimmed. Like I yeah. can totally see that work for an always on lock screen. It's so obvious. It's it's why they've gone with complications over widgets, right? Like that's why they've mm-hmm. gone this route because they know how to render those in a way where it's not high graphics, it's simple color mostly. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. an easy thing for them to do, right? Where like, imagine trying to render a widget like with how complicated they can be visually in an always-on state. Like I don't I don't know how that would work very well. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, no no interactivity. It is a bummer. I want it, right? But uh, Me too. I'm not, I'm not surprised they didn't do it. All right, you're up next. No Apple-made headset is seen. Ding! Everyone needed to calm down. This wasn't happening. You know, everyone, just calm down. Later. It's coming later, all right? It's not, it's not it's happening, but just not now. I was surprised, though, that uh, basically nothing in the keynote about AR, which when I then think about it, it's like, well, yeah, of course, because they've got a bunch of stuff they're working on, but they can't tell you about it yet. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I saw, it came out afterwards, is this like room scanning thing. Did you see mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Um, that's clearly like a thing that they you can see why they're doing it, right? But yep, nothing on the headset, not yet. All right, so the end of round one, Federico has one point, I have zero points, and Mike has one point. So we have a tie. Excellent. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. You looked at your business's hiring from every angle, but there's something you feel like you're missing. In your core, you know it could be faster, and you're right, you need Indeed. They are the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. One of the things that's really cool about Indeed is they know just how to make hiring pain-free. Like how with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. They're an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Sign up for Indeed and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job. Plus, earn an extra $500 in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com connected to learn more. Claim your credits at Indeed.com connected. That's I-N-D-E-E-D.com connected. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of the show and Relay FM. Round two, my pick was the next version of macOS will have at least one feature exclusive to Apple Silicon Macs. Okay. Steven, the bell. Ding! Uh, such a good Thank bell. Thank you. So pleased you brought it. There's actually a couple, at least. Uh, so first of all is the FaceTime live, live caption feature that was previously announced uh, with the accessibility f- uh, functionalities that Apple put out with a, with the press release last month. Um, that's Apple Silicon only. And also the new reference mode for color. When you use an iPad Pro with the like, liquid Retina XDR display uh, and a Mac with Apple Silicon. Yeah, this is mentioned in a footnote on the uh, on the feature page for reference mode. So there's at least a couple. I think 9to5Mac has, has an article with a roundup of these features. Uh, I don't know. Is there more than these two? But anyway, I said at least one. There's a, there's a, there's at least two that we know of already. So that's a point. Yeah. Good job. I don't understand this reference mode thing. What is going? I didn't get it at the time, and I don't. Think uh, it's quite. going to. It's about that like complicated color stuff that folks like you know Queen do sometimes. Like it matches. Oh, this is a Queen feature. Oh, kinda. Yeah. It, it's you know the the Pro Display XDR has those reference modes built in, and they're basically uh-huh. bringing a subset of those to the twelve point nine inch iPad Pro. I didn't know the Pro Display. I didn't remember that the Pro Display had reference modes, but it makes sense that it does. And so if you have like a MacBook Pro, you can now use, and currently it's the only the 12.9 inch iPad Pro has this screen, but I would imagine that that screen may filter down in the coming times. So this is another thing that makes the Pro Display kind of obsolete. (laughs) Useless is a good word. Thank you. Useless. And like... (laughs) another reason that like anybody that bought that monitor should like be upset you know ipad os is updated to include a more desktop like mode with resizable and overlapping windows your boy did it he done did it didn't he bell, bell yourself there you go amazing i can't believe you got this genuinely i was so worried because they initially showed stage manager with just one window i was like oh no and then he drug another one out, and everyone in the in the whole Apple Park turned toward me and applauded. Wow, really, man? We didn't see that part. That's so cool. No, for just you. Jason Snell and I smiled at each other. Really, is all that happened. But was there also a nod? Like they just smiled a nod? Like yeah, you know? Craig Federighi came oh, over and and thanked me for the idea. Oh wow! Again, that's so cool. We didn't get to like, see thank that. Thank you for the ideas just five days ago. That's amazing. Well, man. I mean, if you've that's, used it, it's a little. Amazing buggy right now so <laughs> it feels five days old uh it's weird it's it uh it's weird huh uh, how much time have you two spent with this feature uh a few hours yeah okay steven uh <laughs> yeah about half an hour and okay it's um and it was on an 11 inch ipad i would imagine on the yeah. 12.9 it's it's better it is cool to have like more than one like overlapping window, but to me, and Federico, I want to see what you think about this. To me, it feels like something to be way more useful on an external display, which iPad OS will now support. You know, you mm-hmm. can move stage manager, yeah. like have, and you, and you can have yep. separate instances on the display and on the iPad, which is really cool. It is M1 only, 
Yes, uh, which a bunch of people are upset about on Twitter. Um, yeah. Which I'm gonna get to this in a minute. But what you can what you can also do is you can if you're doing the iPad with an external display, you can say, okay, on the external display, it's stage manager. But the iPad, I'm gonna keep using in regular mode. So you can do regular split view or regular full screen on the iPad and then overlapping windows with stage manager on the monitor. So you can do that. You can mix and match the sort of the environments. Uh, but external displays are stage manager only, obviously. Um, the M1 exclusivity. I, I think it's funny. I saw a, a bunch of people on Twitter say with a certain degree of, of certainty there's no reason for the for stage manager to be M1 only. This can also work on an iPad Air from two years ago. And I'm curious to know which engineering team they work at Apple. Oh. Because obviously, I, I mean, they, they are so sure about these statements. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm generally curious to know. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe maybe they can they have more color there. Federico's blasting off. <laughs> Watch out, everyone! No, I'm like He's imagine if I engaged in a conversation with like a like like I don't know any kind of doctor on Twitter. Like, yeah, I no, this doesn't make sense. Like, what authority do you have? You know what degree or or job title that I've, I don't know like I honestly don't understand I guess so many people say oh but this is ridiculous it's a, like we we can't know like how do you know if there's anything in the M1 that made this possible like could it be a strategy I'm sure but like I can I can be skeptical of it but like some tweets were really detailed like oh I know for I'm pretty sure they said that it's because of the M1 and the virtual memory. Like, yeah, am I... But no, somebody said, I know for a fact that the virtual memory swap can be done on an A12Z as well. I would like to know the fact. I mean, like, this might be one of those things where it's like, if you have the one terabyte one, right? But, like, they're not going to do that, right? Like, this works on everything no. with the M1 and the one terabyte 12.9. Like, it's just like, this is silly. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think um, about it? I think I think it's exciting and 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 uh, scary. Not it's not the right word. Um, com I'm confused. I guess right now I'm confused uh, because I I was not ex expecting this. I was more expecting something along the lines of like a tiling mode. Um, <laughs> but there's also the the thing that stage manager. It tries to solve some of the problems with overlapping windows for people like me. And what it does is also what it's upsetting a bunch of other people that are totally okay with overlapping windows. So my impression is that with Stage Manager, Apple is trying to go after this very specific area of a Venn diagram of Mac users and iPad users and those who wanted more Mac features on the iPad, but also that segment of people who say, I want more from multitasking, but I dislike or historically have disliked overlapping windows. Can you make that happen, but in a nicer way for me? Which I, I recognize is a very specific niche to go after, but it seems to me like, especially on iPad, is what they're doing. Like with the windows that are... Like, the system tries to automatically arrange them for you. 
And obviously the counter-argument is, but that's not the point of overlapping windows. The point is that from a spatial perspective, you're supposed to place a window somewhere and it should stay there. It shouldn't move and the system shouldn't interfere with you. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. But also that's what I dislike about overlapping windows. It's, you know, having to do the precise, oh, go here and then I'm mm-hmm. going to place my window here. Like, I really don't like that. Um, also, trying this on a 12.9-inch iPad Pro makes me wish for a 15-inch iPad Pro even more right (laughs) yeah i'm using it on an 11 i'm using it on an i i got an 11 inch air yesterday it's gonna be tricky on on an air or on a on a 11 inch uh, ipad pro um it, it it really does make me wish for a bigger ipad pro and it i also feel like it's strange in how it's been implemented at the moment um there's a technical discussion here to be had, and somebody also mentioned this in the, the Carter mentioned this in the Discord as well. Um, and Steve Trump-Smith was talking about it on Twitter last night. Um, the way that the resize happens on iPad with the size classes is kind of weird and jarring from a visual perspective. On the Mac, when you resize a Mac Catalyst app, it's a live resize. On iPad, when you resize a window, it, it's the window is switching between different size classes, meaning that a lot of UI elements just jump around and reflow as you resize, and it's very odd looking. It's like jittery almost when you resize a window. And that's because the whole system is based on size classes. So I don't know how I feel about it. It also doesn't help that beta one of iPadOS, not the best one, you know, of all the betas, it seems so far. And so like, you can see that this feature is going to be one of those things that Apple is going to hopefully like ask for a ton of feedback to people and ask to like, how can we make this better? There are so many inconsistencies right now. Like for example, I don't understand why the resize um, handle, the little black thing that, shows up in the bottom corner of a window to resize it. Sometimes it's in the bottom right, other times it's in the bottom left. And I, and I honestly don't understand why. <laughs> Sometimes when you go with the pointer over the title bar of a window, um, because you want to resize it, sometimes it latches onto the multitasking menu instead. So like you're trying to resize, but you actually click the multitasking menu. And that's not great. Um, then I think it, it's going to be right now, and I mean, it's, it's not even been 24 hours, but I am struggling to understand with Stage Manager what the story is for managing multiple windows from the same app. Like, how do I get to a screen that shows me all the windows from Safari? Like... And also, why... You have to do the thing you always did, right? Like, press and hold and do the thing and show all window. Like, that's how you do it now. Is that the only way? Okay. So the shelf is well, gone? It's, it's the, it's, it is a way that works, you know? Right, right. So I, I guess it's going to take some time because this is another multitasking metaphor that they... Actually, no, multitasking system that they are adding on top of, like, split view and slide over. They're not gone. Like, you can still use them. They're still well, there. I mean, but this one is of the like... things that's funny about this is in Stage Manager, which is a name that's really going to take a while to sink in for me, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> sorry, because they have center stage and all that stuff now, right? So it's hard. But t- if you want to look at just two apps at once, you see less than split view. Right. Yes. Not only is the dock, you can kind of get the dock to go away, but you can't stretch the app to fill the whole screen. There's always the border around it. And so I kind of don't, I don't get that, you know? And uh, also, this is going to take time. W- yes. This is going to take time. What, what, what it also doesn't do is, so right now, for example, I'm looking at a, at a workspace with three apps, two small ones on the left side, and on the yeah. right side, and a bigger one, a bigger Safari one in the center, which is great because the system, you know, makes it front and center for me. But what if now I decide, okay, I now want to extend this window to uh, fill the whole setup without exiting Stage Manager? You can press Globe F, but that makes it full screen, and it makes the Stage Manager tray on the left go away. And I don't want that. I just want to, I guess what it's called, resize to fit, I guess is what I'm looking for. But that's not supported right now. So this is all, these are all a bunch of like beta one issues. And this is the time for f- actually filing those requests. You know, we make fun of, of this all year long, but this is actually the time to do it. This feels like to me... If something's going to change a bunch mm-hmm. over the beta period, I think this will be the thing that changes a bunch. Yes. Uh, th- don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, this is not like Safari. Safari was bad, right? This is not bad. It's just so new. It's weird. Yeah. Right? It's new. Yes. It's new. It's so weird. And also it's breaking. I mean, we can't blame ourselves here. This mode is breaking a 12-year-old muscle memory that we have on the iPad. Obviously, we cannot get used to it in 24 hours, you know? So it's totally okay, I think, to feel... But there's a bunch of cool stuff, like app pairs, finally, right? You compare things together and they'll live it together. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in here that's like, oh, yeah, this is the new foundation, right? Like, this is it. I was actually working with it today and I was like... you know, this is actually nice. And I really love the the, the window um, tray on the left. Like, clicking just once to switch between app pairs or workspaces, that's super cool. And it's exactly what I wanted. Like, all this from... I think it's gonna... I honestly think it's gonna be great for me. Uh, but how do I feel now? I feel confused <laughs> because I don't know what I'm doing. This is like the true shelf over here, right? On the side. I don't like how it looks... So now you see what I'm like. Why did yeah. they waste that name last year? Why does this part even this have is a, a name? Is it because it got a name? This little bit on the side. I don't think so. I don't like how it looks though. With the apps, kind of like the way they're like oriented. But you know why it looks that way? Because this is gonna be what working in AR looks like. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my You're God, not- Federico. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I hadn't thought of it. that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always living on the left side. Jeez. I also wonder on the Mac if you use your dock on the left side. <laughs> That's going to, I guess, like they move over with the docks visible. I haven't played with Venturi yet. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen pictures of that. Like it just shifts it all. Like you can still use the dock on the left. Everything just kind of moves. I, I find it interesting that this is on the Mac as well. I mean, they kind of open this segment talking about mission control, which has been around since OS 10 Lion and like how it's kind of messy. And like, 
I don't think it is, but this is like another, it's like another example on macOS of them layering multiple window management tools on top of each other because mission control itself includes expose and spaces. And now you have this, which is like a separate thing and you get to it from control center. You know, maybe this will end up being on the the keyboard as a keyboard shortcut at some point in the future, but yeah, it's like, I, I think it's less useful on the Mac than it is on the iPad. Probably. I think Apple's reasoning for it is they want these devices to be closer together and more fluid to move between them. So like if you have an iPad and a Mac and you really like this, you can work the same way on both devices. I think Apple's totally fine with that duplication. I just think it, it feels a bit more grafted onto the Mac than I expected. I like that they did it though. Cause that's making a statement that I think is important of moving these two platforms together to, like forward together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might dig it on the Mac, you know? Uh, so I'm not going between state like uh, spaces anymore. It's all just one desktop and I just have the apps open that I need at any one moment. Like I'm quite, I, I could imagine no longer using spaces like and just having using, using stage manager. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. I think it could work for me. All right, Mike, what was your round two pick? Uh, new features for tap back in messages. This is skin of my teeth here. I didn't even know about this. I w- if without Stephen Hackett, I wouldn't have got this point. But Stephen sent something to the group chat today. Tapbacks will no longer spam your SMS group chats from nine to five Mac. So this is the feature that Google added to Google Messages, basically. So, and I believe I did talk about this on our last episode. Like I I have a memory of mentioning this one thing. This isn't what I wanted. What I wanted was more like actual like tap back options. Yeah. But it's now doing that thing where if you're in it's arguable whether teeth, man. It's arguable whether this count or not. But um, I mean it is a new feature for tap back. (laughs) The so arguably it's not the spirit of the pick. It it's really is not a new feature, but technically, you could say, wait, no, it's a new feature in messages. Mm-hmm. See, if you would, if you said in iMessage, it wouldn't be a point. Sure, but I would never say but that. But you said in messages. Yeah. But you said in messages. So, yeah. technically, SMS, you know, technically, you could be, you could be an iPhone user using messages without iMessage. You could be a yeah. person using regular SMS in the Messages app, so it fits the it fits the way the the pick has been phrased. So yeah, and you, as, you as someone who's in a, a family thread with some Android users who I who also has iPhone users in that thread who don't understand why this happens, like this is going to be a game changer for me. That's why I was excited to see it, and I agree it's not the spirit of the pick, but it's the letter of the pick. But I think it gets it. So just, again, to recap it for people who don't follow what we're, we're going, if you're in a, a, a group chat with mixed devices, if you would do a tap back, instead of it actually animating the tap back and showing the little thumbs up on the message, it sends another SMS message which says, Stephen liked this. And every single tap back gets its own message. It's terrible. But now in iOS 16, even on SMS messages, Apple is interpreting the SMS that otherwise would have been sent and just animating the little thumb up like Google does for Google Messages. So there we go. I will take that 
Thank you, Stephen. So at the end of round two, Federico has two points. I have one point, and Mike has two points. So we will see going into the uh, the risky picks how we do. But first, let's let's take a break. This episode of Connected is made possible by Clean My Mac X. Make sure you can trust your Mac. The Mac is a crucial tool for work, education, and life. And MacPaw is on a mission to help machines help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, an ideal decluttering app for the Mac that can keep it in tip-top shape. So what exactly does it do? Clean My Mac X includes 49 different tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. Helps you tune up your Mac so it runs at its maximum speed. Plus, it organizes disk space, showing you large hidden folders, meaning you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage again. It fights Mac-specific malware and adware and protects your computer. And it prevents a Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. Clean My Mac X is notarized by Apple, and it is also available in the Mac App Store, so it's been checked for security, and it really stands out in its design. In 2021 alone, Clean My Mac was honored with the Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and has even become a Webby Award nominee this year. Get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app connected. This discount is only valid for two weeks, so go now to macpaw.app connected for 5% off. One final note, despite the war in MacPaw's home country, Ukraine, the team have worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in the support and development of Clean My Mac X. The product is stable, safe, and secure. And on a personal note, I met up with some of the MacPaw team yesterday. Oh, that's so good. I was going to ask because I saw that they made it. Yeah, I had lunch with, with some of them yesterday, and they're just a lovely group of people, and uh, all the love and support to them. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for the support of the show and all of Relay FM. That makes me so happy that you saw them. That's cool. That's really great. Risky pick time. Federico, you're up. I read this pick today four times and I couldn't understand it. Like, my brain's messed up, obviously. I was like, I don't understand. But go on. I said iOS gets split view support for multitasking to use two apps at once. I wanted to get split view on the iPhone and I didn't get split view on the iPhone. Because I kept reading this as like, well, of course it has split view. It's has split view for years. Yeah, no, iOS is the key word iOS. here. Uh, iOS. So there was nothing here, right? Didn't Quick Note though? What if we'll scan on with Quick Note? That's a different. We'll, we'll get to Quick Note later. Oh, is it a pick later on? Uh, yeah, I it's a flexi think it's later a flexi on. Maybe. Oh, okay, yeah. fine. We'll talk about it later then. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't get it. That's, and I still think it should happen. Historically, this means I'm gonna get the pick next year or in two years, but I will get it. And I, I still think they should do it, but it's not this year. I still think. This is not outside of the realm of possibility to happen in September. Mm, because the fonts are getting bigger? Yeah. Are they getting bigger? Mm. There's going to be two big ones. They're not getting bigger, but they will have two big phones now. And I could see it being a thing for the big phones, or at least the pro phone. Because the pro, cause the pro phone, maybe, maybe both pro phones or both big phones... Because there's going to be some weirdness, right? Because they're either going to have that we know we know the range is kind of like too regular size, too big, right? So they will now oh we have two big phones and now on the larger phones you can do this. Or there's the other thing of the both the pro phones are supposed to be getting a new chip where the old phones aren't, right? 
So I could imagine him saying, and with the power of the M or A29 or whatever it's going to be, you can do two apps at once. You know, I, I could still see this happening for one of those two reasons. I think it could still be a thing. My pick. The new version of macOS brings back Dashboard as a way to place widgets outside of the current notification center. What a surprise. I mean, you come on, I come on man. It, we told you. you. We, look, we told you. Okay, so, uh, like, seriously. But it was risky. Look, look. If you don't have any any guts in your risky pick, you're not doing it right. But there's this guts, though. And, I mean, look at the gut. <laughs> look, I mean, this is, this is reckless. It's not having guts. This is just... Yeah. Like and even for you, the guy who you know runs on a on a bike and falls in a you know and, and then the waterfall and the rocks and all the things you do. That's true. This is this is reckless even for you. So uh, genuine question: Have you broke anything in the last couple of like? Is anything broken? Mm-mm. You sure? I haven't broken anything. All right, just the way you answered, it seemed like you were trying to hide something. Have you broken any hearts, Steven? Oh, he's always breaking hearts, that guy. You know. <laughs> Mm. Always breaking hearts. Yeah, there's no changes. They didn't do anything, right? I can't believe this. I'm furious <laughs> about this. That they are continuing with macOS Ventura to keep. That's how I've decided to say. It, by the way, it's fine. Okay. Uh, how they have decided to keep the notifications and widgets exactly the same. It's like, what are you doing? It's terrible. It's such a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But Mike, my friend. Yeah, boy. My dear. All right, friend. Guts. Yeah. Walk us Sickly through friend. every single point. The pick that was supposed to be locked in, locked for sure in. they are going yeah. to do this. Apple gives a sneak peek of the new Mac Pro. And they sneaked peeked so many things, right? But not this one. Which is something they have already confirmed they will show us, but yet they have not yet done it. They sneak peeked a bananas version of CarPlay. But not this. <laughs> By the way, that looks wild, right? Like, okay, that's what we, the car team has been doing. I want to come back to that in a second. Yeah, because it's kind of a, kind of really strange in places. Like, some really questionable decisions, I think, in that CarPlay UI. Ooh. But All right, yeah, let me read we'll, this and we'll talk. Well, let's read this, settle the thing, and then we'll do that. I uh, think... So, okay, okay. Uh, okay, you want you need to start, do you? Like, <laughs> we got to go now? <laughs> I thought there's so many we could round robin the sub picks. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, Apple gives a sneak peek of the new Mac Pro. It features a case design inspired by the 2019 Mac Pro. It features more parts than any other Apple Silicon Mac available today. It does not have support for third-party GPUs. It features a chip name that has not appeared in any other product. It has a starting price of $6,999 and is coming later this year. This is all made up. It's, it's, it's all fake. It's I mean, all fake news. It's a, it's fiction. It's yeah. it's uh, Apple uh, Silicon fan fiction. I have spun a yarn. You know, <laughs> nothing. So not a word. I mean, not a peep. No. no CarPlay. I'm, I'm uh, do, sorry. Okay. Do we want to talk about CarPlay or do we settle the rickies now? Okay. Let's no, settle the let's rickies. settle the rickies. Right. The What's final the score. score? <sighs> Federico has one point. I have zero points. N- no, we have two. I have two points. Oh no, you've done what? it wrong. You have done it. You've done a terrible job. Oh wait, no, yeah, I forgot how the risk. How the uh, I should have listened to the rules. Yeah, I'm literally using the website to to calculate these. Okay, I should have listened to the rules because obviously we all lose points because of our risky picks. Yes. Federico has one point. I have zero points. Mike has one point. So we need to coin toss between the two of you. 
Everyone in the chat is getting upset at me for not remembering the rules. I have COVID, all right? You've got to leave me alone. My brain... Come on, the, the guy's on his deathbed, okay? Just my, Exactly. My brain Come is on. full of who knows what right now, you know? Viruses. <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of weird fish all up in me. Yeah, I'm 5G. Yeah, I got 5G. Bill Gates is all up in here. You know what I'm saying? Leave me alone. Apparently not enough 5G. That's true. I okay. wish I could have had another booster. So let me get my phone, and I'm going to coin toss between the two of you. You want to do it? Oh, yeah, I guess you should do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I should do it, because I'm the third party here. So hang on. Do you have the current test flight Yeah, version? I've got the latest build. I'm getting my phone. Hang on. Federico, how do you feel about going up against the coin flip king? I feel like I'm going to win this time. Can you imagine if if this like one of the side effects of COVID is I lose my luck for coin flips? Mm -hmm. James Thompson came to me in a dream. And what did he say? Told me I was going to win the coin. Told me I was going to, you know, I cannot, I cannot, uh, uh, I cannot make James accent myself. Try his it voice. Though. You know, he's got the, he's got a very. What's your best Scottish accent? No, I, I, I am unable to. I I I'm unable to. My tongue doesn't move like that. I I don't know how to make th those sounds. Do you know th anything that Scottish people say though? Like uh, S -S Scottish people. Uh, yeah. Well, I think the only Scottish person I I know besides James was Desmond from Lost, the TV show, <laughs> and he kept saying, "See you another life, brother." But that's not really Scottish, isn't it? You know? Yeah. That was really good. No, I've never heard a Scottish person say that before. I don't think that's yeah, yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was the Americanized version of a Scottish person. So I feel like if James came to you in a dream, this is collusion. No. This no, no, feels no, no. like collusion. It was, a, it, it was a regulated dream. No collusion. No collusion whatsoever. Perfect dream. Yeah. I would say that Mike is heads. Okay. Why? Why is it? Why are you choosing for us? Yeah, I feel like it's one of us has to choose. I don't know okay, why you Okay, then choose. one of you choose. You have to choose who chooses. That's no, what you have to choose who chooses. You okay, have to choose Federico. the chooser. Federico, you are the chooser. Yes, heads. Okay. And that's the side of the coin with the teal band around it, right? Who knows what James has done? Who knows what James has done? You know? It could be anything in there. He might flip James, it which and size fly out. Which has, which You'll find the out. The app will tell you. Just press the, This is why you shouldn't be trusted with this. This has taken you so long. Are you ready? Yes. We were ready like 10 minutes ago. I've never ago. done this before. I can tell. Calm down. Okay. Here we go. Due to situations beyond my control, this placeholder voice isn't that of a real human being. I'm actually at least 500% better. It's hands. Oh. Yes! Thank you, robot! I knew it! I knew oh, it! I was screwed by GLaDOS. I knew it. That's no way, Lou. Thank live. you. This is collusion. This is collusion. I knew that Dream Thompson was right. Dream. Dream, Th Dream Thompson said to me, Federico, I cannot make a Scottish accent, I'm sorry. You are going to win the coin flip. Federico? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. I'm sorry. I kind of wanted you to win. My it's, it's kind of unfair, really, when you think about it, right? Like, on a guy on his deathbed, you take the win from him. You got to stop saying that. You have to stop. Well, Federico started it, right? So now I'm in continue. So my chest is burning right now. You know that? That's how I'm feeling. I keep getting well, that's this, unfortunate. Like, it's, um, it hurts a lot, you know? 
this is hard work. I'm here, you know. I, I feel like people need to appreciate me more, but yeah, uh, we we appreciate you, but you know, it's also not like, you two. I know you two appreciate me, even though you feel like you should steal the win from me. But you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, well, you know. Now I feel bad if you. Yeah. Uh, I just like to say, um, my wife is in the Discord and has requested that we all stop saying that phrase. <laughs> so I think I feel like now we kind of have to uh, appreciate what she's requesting. So we have now put a moratorium on that phrase. So CarPlay coming late next year really far out uh you know a lot of modern cars have more than just the central infotainment infotainment screen they have digital dashes and multiple displays uh go look at at photos of like the new uh kia or honda electric suvs it's a good example i think multiple screens and what apple has laid out here is a vision for what CarPlay could look like extending further and further. And they've done some of that in the current CarPlay, but this is really a rethinking of it where it can replace the entire digital dash and CarPlay will be interacting with sensors and information coming from the car itself. So CarPlay would be able to show speed and fuel or charge level, mileage, all of these things. And I think, at least at this point, like we can quibble about details in the UI, and there's definitely things to wonder about in some of their layouts and design. But I think it's mostly conceptual at this point, which makes it even weirder to show it off. My only thought as of why we saw it is that if they are going to car makers, it will leak, and they would rather show it off themselves than it leak out due to some like engineer at Audi posting a picture on Instagram. But it's weird. I think it looks nice. Yeah, I thought it was weird. I, I thought it was weird that they have some info like the, the 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 music all the way to the right side where the passenger is. Like, who wants that? Like, if I want, well, I think all of that's like the concept part, and I would imagine that it, it would be mostly customizable. I, I think the details are like not worth getting into in the designs at this point because it's so far out. Because as well, like. In cars that have those kinds of screens, that side is controllable, like customizable by the person who's over there, right? Yes. So like you could imagine that like the passenger has decided they want the music there. And that's already happening in some cars now. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, there are it's cars Apple, that have those kinds of screens. Yeah, it's Apple getting on board with where car makers are going, right? Like to me, it's totally foreign because in my truck, it's like a tiny little third party CarPlay screen that's like, seven inches across or something but in new especially higher end cars more and more the entire dash is becoming a screen i mean some of the new lincolns are like i think th they in particular have boasted about you know it's like we have 48 inches of, of screen in front of you and like and we could talk about whether that's a good idea or not i kind of think maybe it's not but apple wants to be available on all of those screens and so that's what they're showing off federica what do you not like about it no, just that, that thing. I, I thought that some placements were a bit strange. Yeah, yeah I but, would agree with you. Like if you're if if you're in the car, <laughs> what song's playing, and you have to like yeah. oh, look out, so, yeah. look into the right wing mirror to. But yeah, like it, you hope it's pretty customizable. I think this is a bold thing to do to be like we're going to show you your speed and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that is we're really getting into the weeds now on on the information and you kind of hope that they do a good job of displaying it 
But this would be a thing where like if I was in the market for a car in 2023, I look at this and I'm like, even more now would I, I think I would want a CarPlay-enabled car uh, to get some of these features. I mean, again, I don't know. I don't drive, but like the way they've got the maps with the like the speedometer overlaid and stuff, I think that looks really nice. Um, I don't know how useful it is. And, and some other car manufacturers have done that on their own, but the idea here is let your iPhone run it all. Um, yeah. The, the other thing I would say about CarPlay is they said that uh, it's available in 98% of new vehicles sold in the United States. <coughs> Elon. <coughs> <coughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Wait, so I would, I mean, from the way that everybody talks about it, it seems like loads of Teslas are sold. Teslas are only like a, a percentage, 1% of new car. Like They're a lot here in California. Like they're everywhere. But out in the real country, like it, it it's... So they like they are massive percentages of certain markets. Yeah, and like people we know who listen to fancy Apple podcast, you know, it's yeah, a bigger. Okay. And, and I think they have bigger mind share than they do market share. They got to add this Tesla, man. Like it looks like Apple even made a version for the Tesla screen. I know it's it's ridiculous. And then they also said eighty percent of people consider CarPlay a must-have when shopping for a car, which I definitely that felt agree with. Like straight out of the presentation they give to car manufacturers. Part, oh right? yeah, that was a straight copy and paste. <laughs> But, uh, you know, for us, like, I mean, I retrofitted it into my truck, but when we bought my wife's car a couple of years ago, it was on her list. She's like, she wanted something with CarPlay. And clearly a lot of people will think that way. And Apple's just, Apple is adapting CarPlay for this future. Whether we like it or not, whether we think it's a good idea or not, they are adapting to be more usable in this future where, you know, CarPlay started in, you know, cars kind of like mine with like a central screen you know, seven to 10 inches, put CarPlay there. But now they have to adapt to this world where more and more vehicles are like uh, rolling video games. Uh, we didn't do the closing ceremonies, I, but I guess we can't. I haven't even, I haven't got my, didn't bring my turkey with me. So again, well, nothing changed anyways. Oh, of course it didn't. So I guess the closing ceremony, hang on, I was just going to clap for Federico. Thank you. Good job, Thank Federico. You. Thank you. Good Thank win. You. Good one. I'm actually happy that you won because my tap back thing really kind of just just skated in there. So like it would it would have felt like I don't know some kind of hollow victory. I would have taken it right, but I'm happy you won. If it couldn't be me, I'm happy it's you. This podcast, this very episode of Connected, right here, it's sponsored by Iodine. What an interesting way to <laughs> to start. That I like that. It's good energy. They're introducing something cool: the All, All right. SSD Pro Data. It's the fastest Thunderbolt storage for M1 Max. Conventional storage forces a trade-off between big, slow hard disks or smaller, fast SSDs. And without redundancy, your data isn't protected. But now with Pro Data, iDyne is delivering a revolutionary storage for Pro desktops and workgroups. Pro Data is the first all-SSD Thunderbolt RAID device that combines 12 NVMe SSDs and eight Thunderbolt ports in a single elegant device. It's incredibly powerful with storage performance up to five gigabytes per second. For the first time, multiple Thunderbolt connections can be combined to boost performance using iodine's breakthrough Thunderbolt NVMe multipathing. This means that all your digital assets are seamlessly protected with transactional RAID 6, checksums, and enterprise-grade encryption while remaining super fast to access. 
ProData features a sleek industrial design that fits as well in a laptop bag or uh, a DIT cart, which is direct ingestion technician, I think. So if you're out on a film shoot, someone is ingesting uh, data all the time, it's going to look great there. It's going to look great on your desk. You can take it with you. It's shipping right now in 12 and 24 terabyte capacities. It's up to three times the size of the largest built-in Mac SSD. And with the flexibility of Thunderbolt daisy chaining, many pro data devices can be connected to a single Mac for nearly infinite expansion. ProData even supports connecting up to four computers simultaneously and dividing its unique SSD storage pools into distinct containers, each with their own configurable password, encryption keys, RAID levels, and file system formats. Using Iodine's storage handoff technology, containers can be handed off in real time between collaborating Macs with one click. Supercharge your setup with the fastest Thunderbolt storage for M1 Macs and the fastest Thunderbolt array, Iodine Pro Data. To learn more, visit iodine.com. That's I-O-D-Y-N-E.com. There's a link in the show notes. Our thanks to Iodine for their support of the show and Relay FM. This felt like a very Steven product to me when, when they came in. I was like, this, this has got Hackett written all over it. I really want one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is time for the Flexies. The Flexies is a game held after each edition of the Rickies. It consists of a series of additional picks in relation to the upcoming Apple event or year. Scoring is completed separately from the main game, but like the Rickies, the order of picks is set by the results of the previous game, and ties will be broken by using dice by Peacock, which I totally know how to use now. Please lie down as the rules are read. I am actually going to take a lie down for a second, but to do that, I have to unplug my headphones, so I'll just arrive. Yeah, count to 30. You know, I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to take a guess. Host must make a minimum of five flexi picks. Each correct pick is awarded with one point. Wrong picks do not remove any points, and no partial points may be awarded. The winner is determined by comparing the percentage of correct flexies made by each host. While there are no Twitter handles on the line in the flexies, the winner can use their chosen title as long as they are the winner. Federico shall be named Prince Flexi. Mike has chosen Duke of Flexington, and I am the Attorney General Flexi. Loser of the Flexies must compensate the winner of the Flexies by donating to a charity of the winner's choice. The amount of the donation is $25 per wrong Flexi made by the loser, and the money must be donated on air. Please be seated. Well, we're, just go ahead. We'll, it, it'll reach us at some point. He'll show up. So I'm the attorney Flexi General, so I get to go first. I'm back. Oh, Hi. hello. I made it in time. I'm getting ready to read my Flexies. Flexi number one. A presenter references the fact that some developers are at Apple Park for the keynote. Ding! This was not in the stream, not in the keynote itself, but it was 100% referenced by a presenter. Tim and Craig came out on stage in the beginning. Okay. This is fundamentally different from Mike's pick later on. Well, we'll see. Number two, AR-specific features are added to Swift or Swift UI. So not mentioned in the keynote, but it is mentioned on uh, Apple's developer site. Uh, if you scroll down, there are some additions uh, within the AR Kit 6 release. 
and specifically mentioned is room plan, which we mentioned earlier in the show. You did the work, huh? You're putting the miles in on these flexes. Powered by ARKit, room plan is a new Swift API that utilizes the camera and LiDAR scanner to create a 3D floor plan of a room. So there we go. At least one iOS system app is redesigned to bring its controls to the bottom of the screen. I would argue that lock screen, the lock screen is part of this. What do you think? It's an app? It's not which is an app. But it's part of Springboard, which is like... Nah, get out of here. Don't even come at me with that nonsense. Don't start saying spring, oh, Springboard. Only People only say Springboard when they got a point to prove or they want to show how smart they are. I know code names. Backboard, Springboard. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Whoa, what's next? You're going to thank the Shopping people in Markham? Yeah. What, what are you going to do? <laughs> you said app. You said app. It's not an app. App. Yeah, great point from Kate. Is it in the app library? Find your springboard in there. Go on. Search for it. Does it come up? No. Ridiculous. Is the lock screen even part of springboard anyway? I think it is. Yeah. How do you know? How how do you know? Which which uh which springboard team are you on at Apple, Steven? I saw a springboard engineer talk about it, so I no. Uh, uh, fine, fine. If you don't want to give it to me, that's fine. But I protest. It says app. It app. It's, but it's the whole the whole lock screen, the whole first part of the phone, redesigned to bring everything to the bottom. Yeah. If anything, it's bigger than an app. And you shouldn't have said app, should you? <sighs> Apple Classical Music Services announced, no. Mac OS 13 is called Mammoth, no. Apple announces the first M2 Mac. Ding! I got one and a half first Macs. Uh, the new MacBook Air, which is beautiful and... The completely ridiculous and un physically unchanged. Sorry, Stephen. Don't get for that pick. Don't get upset. It's in our rules. Any information used in scoring must be publicly verifiable at the time of recording. So, is it publicly verifiable that the customizable lock screen is an app? I mean, James Thompson said yes. So. What's James though? James. He does. James even... Thompson is not pop. James Thompson is not. Okay. Well, look. If you're listening live and you're an Apple engineer who can answer th this in the next three minutes, please get in touch. Right, but they have to answer it in public. Remember, this is the rule because Federico got some secret messages and we couldn't send me you know... a tweet. <laughs> send me a tweet. So the M2 Max. Uh, the M2 is a uh, incremental but impressive update over the M1. Twenty percent faster. CPU, I forget what the GPU number is, but it's even it's even better. The M2 13-inch MacBook Pro has the touch bar. It does not have MagSafe. It is the same, same 13-inch MacBook Pro we've had for too long. I do not know why it exists. It's only $100 more than the M2 MacBook Air. This would have been the perfect time to kill it, and it lives on. Price points. It's price points, right? It's but it's only points. $100 more than the MacBook Air. They love the price points. It's, you know... It's bad. The No one should buy that computer. I, there are some touch bar devotees out there, right? They they want it. The The new MacBook Air slots in at $1199, so the M1 MacBook Air sticks around at $999. They were unable to bring the M2 down in price to $999 for whatever reason. But it's a really impressive looking machine. So it, it is like a thinner MacBook Pro. They've gotten rid of the wedge. It looks super modern. Uh, Y'all talked about this on Upgrade, but the finishes are dumb. Like why does Silver and Starlight and Space Gray and Midnight all live together on the same product? They're very subtly different from each other. 
when those colors are right there. They're just right there. The iMac is, it's right there. Like, I, I, sure, I really can't get my head it's around a, this. It's a bummer. But I am really interested in this machine. I think it's going to do really well, and I hope to get my hands on one next month when they are for sale. You want to get one? Do you want like is this you? Do you want one just because you want one, or do you want one because you think it it would replace something? Like, what is your thought? Uh, I I want to check it out because the MacBook Air is the most popular Mac, and so, anyways, uh, so at the end of my flexies, I have three out of six correct. That puts me at fifty percent. Mike, can you do better? We'll find out. One, Tim presents some portion of the keynote in front of a live, a live audience. Mm-mm. Now, I need to ask a question. Why did you get your part, but I didn't get mine? Why do you get a presenter references the fact that some developers are at Apple Park for the keynote? Why did you... Interesting. I, w- I would argue that this is... Huh, is this a point? I have publicly verifiable information. Steve Trout Smith has sent me a tweet. Poster board. What does Steve Smith know? Listen, l- let me finish. Poster board <laughs> and paperboard, the two new apps providing the lock screen and wallpaper stuff in iOS 16. Damn it, Steve. Couldn't you just keep quiet? Show me just... this. I don't believe it. Show me this. It's here. I'll send you the tweet. I'll put the tweet no. in Discord. I don't know how Twitter works. The tweet is in Discord. But this is on the Mac. What is this? What's the Mac got to do with anything? <laughs> the Mac includes a complete version of iOS for Mac Catalyst. No, it and doesn't. Yes, it. Listen to me. Yes, it does. <laughs> I just like how mad you're getting. I like how. And for the uh, the iOS apps to run, and so he's just poked around in there, and there it is. Well, I have a question. I get the point, which is maybe more aimed towards Steve Trout Smith than you. Why did Steve just tweet this like into the world rather than at you? So more people because see it. Steve, because Steve is listening live and he wants to bring the chaotic energy of... You that's, know, such, that's so funny. He's just like, I'm just going to put show. this out there. Did he then send it to you directly to make sure you saw it? Is that how He texted me the URL to the tweet. Steve, you're an agent of chaos. All right, here's the thing. All right, you can get that. So I'm now at 66.7%. Look, it's fine. We now know, Stephen, that you are one of those people who go about in their lives finding loopholes. You You know what this is? This is that Stephen conspiracy. They're all Stevens, right? I'm assuming Steve is a Stephen. Yeah. Right? That's going to be my my natural assumption. They're all ganging up. But all right, so fine. You got that one. Congratulations to you and your 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 pick. But now we need to we need to go back to litigation. Why do you get your pick one but I don't get my pick one? Because my pick was not about something in the keynote. And yours says present some portion of the keynote. The keynote was streamed. There was no right, live for in you, the stream. For you as in the audience, when did the keynote begin? Like, would you not say the keynote began when Tim Cook came on stage? Up until that point, Tim Cook is not technically a presenter. Yeah, what presenter? The keynote is what's in the YouTube video. Presenter of what? You know what? You know what? Fine. You know what? Steven, if you get the point, Mike gets the point. You won't be gracious to me, but I'll be gracious to you. I'll give you this. What do you mean, won't be gracious to you? (laughs) Who's not being gracious? You didn't want to give me a point (laughs) that I deserved. (laughs) But you got it. We've given you it. And I'm giving you yours. Okay, oh, hold on, it? hold on. Fine, you can have it. No, hold on, hold on. Let's try <laughs> to be objective about this. Okay. If we were to be extremely objective with no feelings in the middle, this is not a point for either of you. Because technically, in that moment, the keynote has not started. The keynote is what you can also watch at home. So in that moment, Tim Cook is not a presenter. In that moment, Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple. Also for Mike, the the same is true. Tim presents some portion of the keynote in front of a live live audience. No, because that's not the keynote. 
I'm actually leaning towards Federico. Neither of us should get these points. Yeah, but Federico benefits from us each losing point. <laughs> no, no, I, I I lose it anyway. No, I lose it. No, guys, I... <sighs> I think actually Federico has 10 flexies. The likelihood of him being able to beat us seems very slim. And one of them that you've marked as correct is not even correct. So I don't... <laughs> so, okay, so we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later on, I suppose. Yeah, I am actually... Uh, I'm on the side of this, right? Like, Okay. It, Okay. That's not how it works. All right. So, uh, carrying okay. on. So, I'm back at 50%. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, excellent. Uh, <laughs> back to mine. Pick two widgets on tvOS. That did not happen. No. More apps can use a picture in picture style window on iPadOS. No. That did not happen. No, it didn't happen. Uh, four, redesign of the home app. Yes. Yes. Good job. Ding. And it looks so good. I got exactly what I wanted. Five, there is no additional external display support for iPadOS. <laughs> very wrong six iPadOS multitasking remains fundamentally the same as the iPadOS 15 version very wrong I will say fundamentally you know yeah. this is a real no, yes no. it has remained uh, the fundamentals are the same no, they've no, just no. built on top of that you know no, foundationally no. multitasking has remained exactly the same Move on. but then they've added a new thing you know we've added stage center <laughs> whatever yeah look nobody believes you okay not even you don't even believe yourself Fundam- look i've got coronavirus yeah. move on all right <laughs> okay <laughs> pick seven big improvements to swift ui ding the chart stuff looks incredible have y'all seen that i don't understand it but people seem excited about it what is it what is this you can use swift ui to build charts and graphs based on like a data set and from what I read, again, like I haven't watched the session, a lot of it seems really easy to hook but up. Like, can't I just do this in numbers? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, but not if you're a developer. <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. It's not for me. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got two out of seven, which is 28.6%. Going great. Tichi, hit us. Yeah, yeah, this is a tragedy over here. So I don't understand who marked this one as correct, because it's not. Uh, Shortcuts gains an API on iOS and iPadOS for apps to run shortcuts directly without URL schemes. Is it not the app intense thing? No, well, no, it's not that. So once again, I mean, I love shortcuts and I love the shortcuts team, but they are so bad with their names, okay? This year, they are introducing a feature called... You guys are ready for this? App Shortcuts. The, and it's capitalized, okay? So okay. the feature is called App Shortcuts. And App Shortcuts, and this is very confusing. I think it's confusing because maybe I need to learn better from a session what, what this does. But App Shortcuts, let me read you this. App Shortcuts are available, at, okay, with no user setup required, App Shortcuts are available as soon as your app is installed. In iOS, iPadOS, or WatchOS, it can be and can be run from the Shortcuts app, Spotlight, and Siri. With support for parameters and, and synonyms, app shortcuts let people interact with your app through Siri more naturally. I guess this is different from before because you don't have to donate the shortcut to Siri anymore? Yeah. I've found some sessions... Um, I'll put one of them in the show notes. I guess I gotta watch them still. I gotta, yeah, but this yeah. this is definitely different, right? But it isn't what you were asking no, for. No, no, no. Right? No, this is not what I was asking for. This is not a point. So 
So we've now had Siri shortcuts, app shortcuts, and shortcuts. They said Siri shortcuts on during the presentation too, which made me and chuckle. And everything is called a shortcut. Uh, so, yes, very unfortunate. Implement, uh, here's, here's one for you. Implement app shortcuts with app intents. Yeah, that's all, all of that is great. Great job. G- great names. <laughs> it's not confusing at all. This one, the second Flexi, I have not personally verified. Maybe you guys can help me. I, I have two sources that I talk to who are running Matura for this. Uh, very unfortunate then. Shortcuts for Mac gets personal automations. I am shocked. I am shocked. This is weird. This is very strange. Why would you not add that? It'd be so good on the Mac. Moving on to Flexi number three, we have you will be able to set light and dark mode on a per website basis in Safari. Great feature in my mind did not happen. <laughs> number four, Apple brings quick notes floating thing for lack of a better word, to iOS. Yes. And yeah, it's there. You can use it. You can trigger it from control center and it pops up no matter what you're doing. Uh, and it lets you capture deep links, screenshots now even. Uh, it's actually very cool. Uh, the screenshot thing in QuickNote, I haven't seen anybody talk about this. Maybe I should include it in this article that I'm doing tonight. Um, in QuickNote, and, and it's more impressive on iPad because of the floating windows. If you press the More button, in the quick note uh, window, and you select take screenshot, it's gonna take a screenshot of what's on screen except the quick note window. It's very nice. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Does it so do it that takes... for picture in picture? I don't think so, right? No, no. It takes a screenshot without the quick note. So that's, that's neat. Number five, the music app gets an updated design in the listen now page. They freshened up the page a little. There's new colors, new icons, new fonts, but it's not a new design. It's not an updated design, and it's not the spirit of the pick. Number six, iPadOS gets improved split view with at least three apps at once. Uh, I mean... And no, no, it's not split view. It's a different it's feature. Spli- it's a different feature. I got to be objective. Wow. I mean, I would give you, I would give you that. See, I'm all grown up. I'm a, I'm a big, big boy now. Big boy teaching now. Uh, I'm a benevolent leader also. Uh, number seven, Apple releases a Safari API to deal with cookie consent forms. Again, great idea in my mind. Not a feature. Uh, number eight, you can delete messages in the messages app, like in WhatsApp. And we got this. Uh, you have a 15-minute window to delete and edit your messages in iMessage. Very I'm nice. excited about this. Number nine, Apple introduces a proper reminders API for developers. Nope, they're adding new exclusive features to the reminders app. I don't think there will ever be a new API at this point. Like, if, if they were going to do it, they were going to do it this year. I think they just want people to use reminders. And lastly... And this is potentially something that will come true in a later beta, but as of right now, it's not true. Shortcuts gets an Excel widget on iPad, and it did not get it in beta one. That feels like something, you're right, that could come, like that could that could pop up at any point, because that's how widgets have always have been for the last couple of years, right? Like some point during the process, oh, here's the widgets now. So that puts us, uh, Federico, two out of 10 at 20%. Mike, two out of seven, 28.6%. And I retain the attorney generalship at 50% with three out of six. Congratulations. Thank you. You got the law on your side. I do. That means, Federico, you are once again donating. 
I think we all knew that was going to happen, though, right? He had 10. So you you got uh, eight wrong, and it's $25 oh. per <laughs> donation. Mm. Wow. Mm. So that comes to a total of $200. Federico. <laughs> And I would would like you to send $200 to Moms Demand Action. They're a group uh, urging for gun safety legislation in the U.S., and they need your $200. Yeah, Moms? What's the name? Uh, Moms Demand Action. I've put a URL in the the Google Doc for you. MomsDemandAction.org. Take Action is the name of the button. I love it. Call back to the prompt. We love Take Action. Uh, how could we we could do the we could try out collaboration in pages again, right? That was what did it last time. That was where take action came from because we tried to do collaboration in pages. Uh-huh. I don't understand those collaboration features that they've added. Like I don't, I I feel like I don't know what it's doing. Right? Like, hey, you can just collaborate, and it's like, but what does that mean? I'm very confused about this. So we'll have to try that out at some point. Time will tell. A good follow-up, too, by the way, just while Federico's doing his donation. They added the uh, SharePlay feature I wanted. SharePlay and messages. Done. Oh, Federico's made his donation. Thank you, Federico. Courage, Mac. But how cool is that, though, right? That you can do SharePlay without the call anymore. You just do it with messages. I think that's great. I'm pleased they added that. Uh, I'm also really excited about the free form app, like the whiteboard type app. I think that's going to be cool. Do our show notes in it? I'll put my show notes on the left side of the three form. You have to scroll over and get them. You know, circle things. Find it's gonna them. be great. Find my notes. My question is: Can I use free form single player? Basically, like <laughs> single gonna, player. Yeah, it's gonna, it's a standalone. It's it'll be an app on all the devices. It's just collaboration is a feature. Speaking of, of single player, Federica, did you see all the Nintendo controllers got added? Yeah, to- that's gonna be in the article that I want to post tonight. Uh, it supports the Switch Pro controller and it supports the Joy Cons as well. And you can even choose, I think, to recognize them as individual Joy Cons or like um, the unified thing, you know, left and right side or standalone. We have verified Federico's donation. I think that does it this week, guys. If you want to find show notes, uh, they're on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 401. There you get in touch with e- uh, via email with feedback or follow-up. You can also uh, join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. Thank you so much to our members who support us directly. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Uh, Mike hosts a bunch of other shows. Loud car going by. Federico's out here. He's gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm gone, man. <laughs> See ya. And he hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And uh, they're doing great wall-to-wall coverage of WWDC over on Mac Stories. Be sure to check that out. Uh, along with App Stories, uh, the podcast he does with our friend John Voorhees. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH. I co-host Mac Power Users and write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Bombus, Indeed, Clean My Mac X, and Iodine. And until next week, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.